Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, with me in studio. So nice of you to join us again, Nate, after all of your frivolous travels Mm -hmm. around the country. You've been on five vacations, now another work trip, and uh, it's just good to have you back in the studio. Thank you for having me. Where I can see you it's good to be here here yeah thanks for joining the show i've been here for like two days in the last couple weeks so it's it's been really weird yeah, you're here now you know? last night watching the cowboys game true 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 we just didn't work last night man it feels good to be a cowboys fan today if you don't follow slightly football, i'm i'm not no. allowing the feelings to become good yet it feels good today but as a true cowboys fan we all know that it was fake and it was actually new york that sucked really bad last night if you're a cowboys fan out there listening you know exactly what we're talking about that was nothing that was a fluke somehow the football gods were on our side we basically had every turnover the ball was coughed up right into our arms paid the refs to throw the game i I would say that the team was throwing the game i don't don't know what was going on the defense scored eight touchdowns Mm -hmm. something like that so anyway i will say the defense did look they they did pretty good good. dan quinn do you want to start the cowboys podcast i've been asking you this for years dan quinn's probably doing a great job Mm -hmm. over there seems like pay the man yeah all right you should get paid (laughs) So I did go. Although to, I'll take a shutout. Oh, that's fine. In the NFL any day of the week, and they actually set the record. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? It, no, I didn't they see set that. A, they set some kind of record. Definitely a Cowboys record. Cowboys have never shut out an opponent forty to nothing. Okay. The last record I think and they was shut, they went 30, out forty-one to nothing. Thirty-five. Oh, okay. Was the highest right. point total they had. Well, how about that? So, okay. anytime you get a shutout in professional sports, it's pretty. That's pretty good because they're all pros out there. It was fun. Literally. They're they all are pros. literally pros. They're yeah. getting paid something. There's fine pros on both sides. Mm-hmm. Just some, some were better than others last that. night. No, freaking hate, yeah. freaking hate New York. Yeah. Um, speaking of, it's 9-11 right now. And uh, we normally say something when we uh, remember. I didn't queue up any um, songs to play or anything like that or uh, clips to go through. Uh, we all know what happened that day. A lot of people died and we're sorry about a lot of people dying especially sorry for the families no matter what theories people throw around about everything the important part to remember is that in fact thousands of people did die and in a horrible way and that's very sad yeah. okay like either they jumped from the building yeah. which that sucks i saw some of the pictures of that going around they burned they were burned up which that sucks I, I, or they were on the plane that actually smashed into the building I you saw, were just on a plane this weekend mm-hmm. yes yeah. i was on some planes over the weekend some without engines and <laughs> some with God, engines it was terrible some with doors um before we get into my i got some i got some stuff to say about this trip on uh on 9 11 the pictures of the guy falling from the building you know that like falling man photo mm. it's terribly heartbreaking and disgusting and i just wonder while he was falling if he knew that someday january 6th was going to happen you know like it some people don't know how good they have it. Is uh what I was thinking when That's, seeing uh, these pictures rolling across my I feed mean, today. Yeah. Nine eleven does remind me of the worst day of American history, which is day well, yeah. six. Of um, course. You know. I didn't think of bringing it up that way. <laughs> of course not. You know. We're going to see but Anthony Jezelnick this week. Closely so I'm, I'm trying to picture, get warmed up right now. <laughs> You can, if you look closely at the picture, you can the picture see the smirk on his face. He's kind of like, this isn't as bad as it gets, oh, is what he's basically God. saying. His body language is saying that as he's jumping from 120 stories in the air. Listen, folks, there is nothing funny about those images, okay? That's where we come in. All right? We solved the problem. <laughs> Okay, it's been 22 uh, years, but I, I, like everyone, I still remember where I was when it happened. You remember where you were when it happened. And, uh, I, you know, since Twitter allows all this misinformation to thrive these days, unlike it used to when it was only the truth all the time, uh, when, when other people owned it, I've, I've seen a lot of 9-11 conspiracy theories going around. I mean, tons of them. You get Building 7, you get the fact that 22 years ago yesterday, the Pentagon announced that they couldn't find $2.3 trillion 
didn't know where that was. You know, Rumsfeld comes out and is like, oh, yeah, by the way, $2.3 trillion. Can you now bold and italicize? On, on desktop, you can. Yeah. I had no idea. Been able idea. to do that for, for a while on well, desktop. How about that? Yeah. Um, Shows you how much I use X. So there's, yeah. uh, there's tons of... I'm an avid X user. Very much. There's tons of theories out there. By the way, that $2.3 trillion that they announced that they were missing the day before 9-11, which is a... It's, it's just weird how the world works out sometimes. Still lost. I'm not. Um, at that time, I wanted to put that number in perspective. At that time, $2.3 trillion was about 14 months worth of funding for the U.S. government. So over a year's budget for the U.S. government was announced as misplaced. They didn't know where it was. They couldn't track it. They didn't know where it was. Um, these days, with inflation, that comes out to $4 trillion dollars which is about eight months worth of funding for the u.s government so uh that's something to put in perspective just so you know how big of a deal that imagine if the government came out and they were like we misplaced eight trillion dollars they announced that like today and then tomorrow was like the worst attack that had ever happened in american history and we never talked about it again also at that time what was america's debt in 2001 uh, the debt, I'm not sure. The deficit, I, I believe, the debt was, was like either one or five trillion. In 2001, like, they had like maybe a $50 billion deficit or something. It was pretty small. Yeah, uh, because during Clinton, there was a surplus. There was a little, a surplus for a year or yeah. two. They had a surplus. We, we still did have a debt, but of course it started exploding after the war on terror. I want to say the started. debt around in 2001 was like three to five I, trillion. Yeah, I don't remember. We'll have, to, we'll have to look that up. It was much lower, much, much lower than it is right now. So anyway, I know that there's all types of theories out there. We're never going to know, but I, I did tweet out this post that I think is actually important. Um, of course I do because I'm the one that tweeted it or X'd it or whatever. Um, I said, if 9-11 was an inside job, our main goal should be removing power from the government. And if 9-11 happened as told... We should ask why the hijackers attacked us, realize it's because the government unjustly wields its power overseas, and then our main goal should be removing power from the government. Either explanation requires the same solution, and that's the solution we should all be working on together. So the point being, I, I don't think we'll ever be able to answer all of the questions that people have, and there's a lot of people out there talking about these questions. And instead of just focusing on that, if you want to make sure it never happens again, if, if you believe the inside job theories, if you want to make sure it never happens again, then you would want to decrease the power of, of the government, of the, of the state. That's the way that you would actually do it. And if you think that they attacked us because we were over there, it was blowback, things like that. Uh, then you should also be wanting to take power away from the government. Let's still, just focus still the on that. Part. So it's yeah. still the government's fault. Yeah. Okay. Either I said, way. I said Paul. Same thing yes. as fault. Yes. Yeah. By the way, I have the figures for you. What is it? In the year 2000, the debt was 5.6 trillion. 2001 was 5.8 trillion. Okay. And I just want you to know they have this from 2000 to 2018 on this chart. And they have some figures that are bolded uh, in bold letters in certain years. And mm. they want you to know that the bolded figures illustrate the growth of public debt from the war on terror, the great recession and Trump tax cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Can you airdrop that to me real quick? <laughs> I want to see that. Can I? Uh, you should be able to airdrop it to this laptop. Oh, I can put it somehow. Let me put it in the podcast notes real quick. Okay. We don't have the technology uh, to airdrop between the two of us. I don't think that my messaging is signed in on this thing. Oh, you can airdrop between laptops. Oh, whatever. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out someday. Yeah. One of these days. So I did take some planes over the weekend and this is important. I promise. Uh, this is, this is important stuff. Um, so I did go to, I did go to Denver and I had a heck of a time flying It's in the notes, a heck of a time trying to fly to different places. Uh, it was frustrating. Overall, I would say it was frustrating. Uh, the first time when we left Even Nashville, though you were still in, like in the midst of a miracle. Yes, it was still a miracle. You're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. You're right about that. Um, 
so the first time when we left Nashville, uh, we had about a two hour delay. We were on United Airlines. Uh, Which, by a, the way, like two days before you guys left, they had canceled all their flights. You they had told some kind me, of computer issue. <laughs> when I told you we were taking United, you were like, oh, I don't take United. And I was like, why? I mean, they got a lot of their their uh, planes have screens. It's you know? only if it's like, like it's if it's the only option, because I've had just such horrible experiences with them over the years. So our first flight was a Boeing 737 Max, like the new planes, you know, the ones that have killed the most people in the last few years. I didn't know that until afterwards. Not but America. Not but. America. Um, so that's important. Uh, the uh, we. We couldn't take off because we had a left engine malfunction. They couldn't get it started up. And so we had to go back to the gate and we sat there for a couple hours. They finally got it started up. And so we left. And then when we went to leave Denver, they just needed an extra crank on the I guess shaft. So. Yeah. I guess they yeah. had to pop the clutch while we were pulling back <laughs> to the gate. Probably is what it was <laughs> to get it going. <laughs> yeah. When we went to leave Denver, <laughs> we sat there um, for about an hour because our plane, different plane, different kind of plane, had a left engine malfunction. They left engine? Could, left engine couldn't get it going. Those darn left engines. I know. Whoever's working on left engines <laughs> needs to get fired. It's that left engine tech. I know. Yeah. So couldn't leave. We ended up going back to the gate, and uh, our our flight is delayed for about three hours is what happens. They, they deplane us. Things happen. We actually ended up hanging out in the American Express Lounge, which is called what? The Centurion Lounge. The Centurion Lounge. Lounge. Not American Express. Well, it says Amex all over the place. But it's the Centurion. Centurion Lounge. And we missed our flight. (laughs) And it finally took off. We got to the airport at 7.30 that morning so we could have breakfast at the Centurion Lounge. Our (laughs) flight was leaving at 10. We'd go in the plane. We'd get in there. Left engine doesn't work. We eventually get back to the gate. We deplane. And the plane eventually takes off around one, but we were eating lunch in the Centurion Lounge at that time. But that plane didn't work, so probably good that you weren't on that one. True. Yeah, I guess did so. Did it land, you think? It did land. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Yeah. We don't know for sure. Were your bags on that plane? Yeah. So we didn't fly out until 5.45. Yes, my, my bag was on that plane. Um, so when you got to Nashville, was it just going around the carousel, or did you have to go to like... sitting at the office. You had to go to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went up and grabbed it and left. I don't know if you're supposed to talk the, to the person didn't or even not. Check no, nothing, I just went yeah. and grabbed it and walked out. Yep. So anyway, I had such a bad experience with United this time around. This is why it's important for a political podcast uh, that I told John, the guy I was traveling with, I don't think I'm going to book stuff on United anymore. Like two planes in a row, the engine isn't working. Thank God we found that out before we were taken off, you know? At least south in Southwest, they don't tell you. I, I know. <laughs> they just don't sit next to the window. It's still, you yeah. know? So, uh, it's true. That's true. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to take United anymore. The ignorance this is, is crazy. Place, man. Yeah. You know? And, um, I, it got me thinking because people like uh, Robert Reich and Elizabeth Warren and and even the Biden administration, they've all been going after airlines because airlines aren't uh, compensating people f- fairly for when things like this happen. And we didn't get any compensation over the weekend. And the, it was pretty two, two trips in a row where we had these big delays, you know, nothing from that. And And so what I came away with is, when I book flights, I'm just not going to book United or it's going to have to be wildly cheaper than the other airlines, like wildly cheaper to make up for the extra hours or risk of death that, that I could have mm. on these flights. Yeah. And so that's kind of a free market solution, right? Like I got upset with United and so now I'm going to look at a different airline. You didn't call the government no. hotline? No, I'm not waiting for <laughs> them to find them or anything like that. What I've decided is I'm going to use a different airline. Now, if enough people, if there's enough of a problem and enough people have problems and they decide that that's what they're going to do, they'll find more left engine techs. <laughs> exactly. That would make sure those left engines. They'll pay and they'll poach the left engine techs from, from Southwest. Delta. From Delta. They got the best. Yeah. And uh, the best left engine technicians out there <laughs> on the market. Last I, have I, checked. That. I read the blog about that. They said <laughs> yeah, Delta. Yeah. It was the top. Now that's coming from their CEO. But top you know. five left engine technicians. Uh, on this blog post now delta probably paid for this blog post i'm yeah. sure but mm-hmm. that's the one that i'm going to go for next time <laughs> anyway yeah. there's your free market i took an uber ride while i was in denver this is important also and this lady nice lady happened to be black 
Okay, it's important for the story. It's I didn't care that she was black until she started saying. Do they smoke weed in the cars? Black people? No, Uber drivers. <laughs> oh, in Denver. In Denver. No, in no, Denver. I didn't. I didn't smell any weed. Oh, okay, I don't know, but you know, it wasn't any stronger than mine. <laughs> you know, you didn't smell weed while you were there. Not really. One time God, outside in the, the place. places that it's legal. It's like you know, in Vegas. You know, when we were playing the poker tournament. Yeah. Well, that's just, Vegas, though. You walk outside. You're and it's not just supposed like, to tell people about this. Oh, I'm not. No, it's because it's Vegas. You know. Oh, it yeah. stays there. Oh, oops. Yeah. So Can we this, cut that? So this girl, she was from Texas originally, and we were like, "Why'd you move from Texas?" And she goes, "Cause I got sick of funding my own oppression." <laughs> and what do you say in a moment like that? You okay, know. she's driving you. She moved to Denver away from Texas. Why'd you move from Texas? Because she didn't want to fund her own oppression. I'd be curious about it. I'd be like, well, what? What was oppressive? Now, what do you think I did? You were judgmental. No, I said absolutely nothing because I knew she wasn't worth talking to anymore. (laughs) And that I was only going to be wasting my time. But what I should have done was ask her, so what oppression exactly are you talking? What oppression did you experience? Not that... What oppression... Not that you saw posted on Twitter about how you were being oppressed and you didn't know it until you read about it. But what was it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Magoo says oppression dies out after you get to a certain elevation. Yeah. It's science. This other Uber driver we had, Denver must be a very progressive place or or their Uber drivers must be. Or Lyft, actually. It wasn't even Uber. It was Lyft. Uh, we were talking about home prices. He said it was super expensive to live in Denver. And we we're like, yeah, it's getting really expensive to live in Nashville also. Like, uh, the prices have gone up however many X uh, since we moved to Nashville. And he was like, yeah, and how much did the minimum wage go up during that time? <laughs> and I was like... It's a playbook. It's like... It's literally a playbook. I don't know. but They all like, have the same playbook. I, 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 now, this one we actually did respond to. John and I were like, we can't even name you a business that we think would be paying the minimum wage. No, the businesses have all raised with their paying people not even mcdonald's mcdonald's you know has eleven dollars the walmart has eleven dollars an hour i think they're all like 15 now yeah the the fast food restaurants you know they start trying to compete with chick-fil-a that was paying 15 bucks an hour targets 15 bucks an hour like who cares what the state's minimum wage is it doesn't matter and that's basically what we told them and then we didn't talk much after that either didn't say much after that. so yeah i'm not it was a very interesting experience for sure Uh, but those are my two uh, rideshare driving and free market flying experiences. That's, it that sounds I like you had a great time. It was weird in Denver. It was a fun yeah. time for sure. How high did you and John get? Because about a little over a mile. A little over a mile. Mm-hmm. Okay, something like that. So halfway to the moon. You did bring it. You you sent this over here. Historical debt outstanding. They literally bolded the Trump tax cuts, <laughs> which didn't even go into effect until 2018. By mm-hmm. the way, yep. uh, so 2016 and 2017. I don't know what they're talking about uh, but there's those statistics right there i love that from the street.com okay well that's because we were talking we were talking about 9 11 which spurred you know for me it spurred a moment of silence for jan 6 yeah you know obviously but mm-hmm. then we were curious what the debt was you know because the department of defense lost that 2.4 mm-hmm. trillion dollars back in September 10th. Yeah, 2.3, no misinformation. I'm sorry, 2.3, September 10th of 2001. And so they lost about, you know, 35% of what the current debt was that year. But that chart I found to be just kind of funny. They wanted you to know when you're looking at the national debt by year that what contributed in the 2000s was the war on terror, you know, because we had to fight them terrorists over there. Uh, The Great Recession. You know, that that excuses Obama's Obama spending. So George W. Bush and Obama get an excuse. <clears throat> but then Trump directly led to the increase. Now, did you know, Trump did spend too much money. Spent money. That is true. Mm-hmm. You know, but it wasn't because of they it wasn't because they stole less money from you. It's because they spent more than they took in. They spent more than they took in. Yeah, we are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. 
We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different. Okay. So anyway, they were arguing really for more money at that time to modernize uh, their better accounting. They had all these antebellum systems. (laughs) Yes, probably. (laughs) All right. So the big, big thing that happened, it really happened on Friday. It happened after our dumb bleep of the week episode and it was blown up all weekend. Which is quite unfortunate because this is, you know, a super dumb. It's very, very dumb. Yeah. Uh, the there's several dumb things associated with this and then people are still going off about this elon musk and ukraine starlink thing in just a ridiculous manner but the governor of new mexico what's her name karen um (laughs) definitely karen mitchell or something i think karen mitchell is her name it's a real name karen no i don't know what her name is Uh, michelle I don't know. She's got a weird name and it doesn't matter. Come on, uh, live so, group. Pull through for us. us. Someone tell us what her name is. We clearly I'm do our sure. research. This is the most well-researched show you're going to yeah. find. Oh, Grisham. Michelle Karen Grisham. Okay. They they put her middle name. It must be like her old last name or something that she wants to use <laughs> because it has a silent J in it. And so they want to make sure, not silent J, it's a, you know, what do you call it? A hard J? Well, it's not a, her name isn't Lujan. I'm sure they say Luan. Oh, it's, oh. you know, so she wants to keep that heritage in her name when she's running for political office, mm-hmm. because all they call her all the time is Luan Grisham and not, not by her name. Mm-hmm. And so that must be a, like a hyphenated last name kind of thing, or just a stipulation that she uses that, whatever. We'll call um, her Karen. Karen Grisham is her name <laughs> from now on. <laughs> we have bestowed Name's the Karen. title. Uh, so she... What do you say? How do you say it? Executive order taking away people arbitrarily, <laughs> unequivocally just decided people's right mm. to conceal carry or open carry, even though they have uh, that in the state of New Mexico. She just decided she was going to take it away. And Magoo says this Grisham novel <laughs> sucks. First time. First time ever. Sucks okay. donkey. I could say ass on the radio. Yes. I could say it on the radio, Mom. <laughs> so. Now, this video from the press conference is nothing short of ridiculous. I was listening to it last night, and I had to stop and yell, and I was yelling at Charlie about how ridiculous <laughs> it was while we were trying to watch the Cowboys game. Um, some of the things that she says. He started throwing stuff. <clears throat> almost broke a I window. Was, I almost threw the laptop. Mm-hmm. I thought about it. So many times, this laptop is a, is in harm's way pretty often, honestly. Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, all the examples you cited are crimes. Kids shooting at other kids, shooting from cars. So what's the value of the civil order? Why not just do better law enforcement? Both. The value of the order is, is that I'm, it gives me three things. One... It says it's a statewide issue and it's a message to everyone to start leveraging their resources and arresting people. Two, the jurisdictions come at this, including with the DOJ restrictions, differently without the leveraging and the additional resources, arresting, and where do they go? We've got to make sure that everyone is bumping up their services. It's a message to the uh, Metropolitan Detention Center. It's a message to the HMOs. You better figure out treatment. We have been sort of stalled out to your point. This order basically says, stop stalling out, and to your point, just arrest everyone. Well, I also have to have the ability, I can't arrest everyone. There are literally too many people to arrest. Well, this would allow us, huh? If someone's got a concealed carry permit in Albuquerque walking down a public street, they're not gonna get arrested. I can make the point that they, maybe they should be. And this is the point. I, I, I'm. My that's God, that's what off. we take away constitutional rights to make points. Yeah, that's I can make the point. And she's she's having a problem that a lot of authoritarians have had, which is that there's too many people to arrest. Mm. And so now what what she's essentially doing is, you know, some people have guns and that's fine. And some people have guns and it's and it's not fine because they're going to hurt someone. So now anyone with a gun that becomes their target. Now they know who to arrest because no one's allowed to have them. And so therefore, if they do have them, then they are now a criminal and probably going to commit some kind of criminal act. And so now they know who they can target and go arrest. And it's anyone who is trying to carry a weapon. They'd have to be open carrying a weapon for you to be able to see it. But there's more. Oh, I can't wait. She keeps going. I'm willing to do anything and everything 
within a shred of evidence-based effort. Because if you're not horrified that on any street corner in too many cities... Now, first off, she says she's willing to do anything and everything within a shred of evidence. That, if you that look at a gun. Yeah. So what she means is if there is a single shred of evidence that taking away people's right to open carry firearms is going to decrease their gun violence in New Mexico, then she's going to do it. And the evidence is, I would say, less than a shred when it comes to this. And of course, most of the people that are committing violent crimes are not people who are out there, you know, these nice legal concealed carry. Uh, they don't even look at evidence. <clears throat> they, they're not worried about the evidence whatsoever. I've looked at some of the evidence today and it is uh, total BS. They they use this evidence say, oh, well, concealed carry holders actually killed this many people uh, between these dates. And okay, they counted uh, suicides in that rate. If you're a concealed carry holder, they counted domestic violence inside the home. They counted a bunch of things that had nothing to do with whether or not you were carrying a gun in public. It was anything that possibly happened and someone had a concealed carry card, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. Even if you killed yourself, it went down as like a, a number that they were citing. And so her evidence is BS on this. And by the way, the evidence doesn't matter. doesn't matter even if you could pre present evidence that this was going to work, which it's not. Because you can't just... People's rights are not determined by what other people how other people abuse those rights. And it sounds terrible, but I don't determine. care if half uh, half of New Mexico killed themselves with their concealed carry <laughs> pistol, which would be really sad. It would. I would be, yeah, I yeah, would be a day to, care. That, that would be a day to remember. It would be a, in, it would, you know, in New Mexico in history, It'd be almost they all as, did at the same time is almost as bad as Jan six. No, yeah. it wouldn't be close to that. I'm, almost. I'm yeah. saying, but that shouldn't take away anyone else's right. No. To conceal carry it to protect themselves. It, it shouldn't. In New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt. And I'll tell you, if you're, if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well, it's a crime already. I got it. But we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in, 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 a, in a perfect world, if this was upheld... She's it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals. She's got a guy yes, with a gun yeah. in his waist sitting next to her. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception. And that is, if there's an emergency, and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. There Were you rubbing his nipple with the mouse there? You were like uh, no. circling? No, I, I was just sitting here trying not to pass <laughs> out from anger, and I, I wasn't paying it attention to like that. It looked like you were, yeah. I don't know if people could see it on here, because it doesn't look like that's displayed, but I could see the full video. <laughs> and Nate had the mouse hand over the cop, Yeah, his left nipple, and was just waving it around like this. So I just wanted everybody to know that. <laughs> the thing I want everyone to know is what she just said is completely <laughs> This um, is more important than astounding. the than the virtual rub. It is. Okay. <laughs> to me personally. Yeah. Okay, so what what she just said, <laughs> the guy asked her about this and asked Sorry, let me let Charlie calm down. The live group, I can't. I can't with the memes. This is the most important part of this episode. <laughs> it is. I'm right sorry. Right now. I said I was sorry. <clears throat> this is more important than 9-11? <laughs> and Jan 6? This is Right now it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'll calm down. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'll Keep stop laughing. laughing about nipple rubs. <laughs> it's fine. Act like Spike Cohen's on the show or something like that. Oh yeah, that's fine. I'll be I'll be super duper serious. <laughs> this calls for super duper seriousness. No, it's fine. <clears throat> this is my super duper serious face. 
You tell me what you thought was important from that, Charlie. You know, the problem is, as the video kept going on, it just, her voice just rubbed me in a way that. Yeah. Was, I just turned around. <clears throat> like, I, tu- I tuned out. You know? Okay. That's good. Now, the most important part here is where she obviously says that even my oath that I took, there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. There's exceptions to the Constitution. We posted this meme out before, when, you know, when there's a super duper emergency. I forgot to put that in the yeah. When when someone, when a governor or someone in power arbitrarily declares a super duper emergency, the Constitution no longer exists. Yeah, and they can just make whatever they just make it up. And uh, that clause, by the way, in the Constitution is hidden. You know, they Which, wrote it in invisible ink. Okay. So only like if only when you reach only Nicolas Cage can <laughs> can read this or clause. Ben Stiller, yeah, <laughs> Ben in the, Stiller in the what in the National Treasure. That's Night at the Museum. That's what you're or talking Night at the about. Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. National Treasure is where they're reading the stuff on the. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, you have to reach a certain level of government before you can read that. You know, <clears throat> because they didn't want the people to know. Of course, obviously, that their constitutional rights could be stripped in these exceptions. The really, uh, the really sad part about this is that she's using a public health emergency to take away this right from people, I guess. Um, so public health emergencies, uh, that's something that we've all become accustomed to. And I, I believe you could even go back throughout the, sh- the, the history of the show, and maybe at some point in time, during 2020 and 2021, uh, we maybe mentioned that they would use things like public health emergencies to take away other rights as well. Um, because I don't know how we knew that the CDC that must've been a vision from God. Yeah. The uh, centers for disease control started talking about gun violence a little bit ago and public health. Mm -hmm. And so now we're using the only thing more dangerous than COVID. Yes. Yeah. And racism, the most dangerous thing. Yeah. Gun violence and racism. So, um, I don't know exactly if she really believes this is constitutional or not because she said there's only one exception and it's the public health emergency. She then later said that she has the ability to um, that open carry and concealed carry laws or state laws that she has a jurisdiction over. Uh, So I think maybe she thought about that one later on. But her natural reaction was to say, yeah, it's not constitutional, but I declared an emergency, so therefore I can do whatever I want. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life, and we don't really know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little help. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. I've done therapy in the past, and honestly, it helped me quite a bit. I've told you guys that. And our co-host, Charlie, still using BetterHelp. He loves it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. The real crime of this video, though, I think, is the fact that this cop sits next to her Mm -hmm. and doesn't, like, shut up. I know. Like, that to me is a real crime. Just, you know... You have cowards that aren't willing to stand up to authoritarian monsters. You know, they sometimes just suckle co- at the power teat. Sometimes cops are authoritarians. You know, that is he true. might not be part of the uh, constitutional sheriffs and peace officers. Which is why I think this whole thin, thin blue line is just such garbage. Yeah, I mean, garbage. Who, who do you think is going to arrest the people that are carrying their guns out in the street? It's not going to be the governor. Yeah, it's going to be people that are working for that guy sitting next to her. Is whose nipples didn't get rubbed the entire time, <laughs> you know, which is a real crime yeah. right now. Now she cited earlier, she cited these, uh, these two emotional sticking point crimes <laughs> for people. Um, be, for the reasoning here felt compelled to act in response to gun deaths, including the fatal shooting of an 11 year old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium this week. Uh, and then also mentioned, 
one other one. I can't remember which one. But the 11-year-old boy thing gets mentioned a couple times. Last month, oh, another one, five-year-old, 14-year-old boy shot and killed uh, a girl with his father's gun while they were at his home. So cited that August shooting death as well. Neither one of those have anything to do with conceal or open carry laws. That's the frustrating part. Yeah. Last time I checked, uh, 14-year-old boys aren't supposed to have guns already. And that's kind of what the reporter was mm-hmm. alluding to. Like, hey, isn't, isn't, aren't these crimes already against the law? Yeah, like that minor already so couldn't you, have that gun. What do you, like, how is stopping law-abiding citizens, this is why I like that guy from North Carolina, you know, that black guy who stood up and, you know, talked about law-abiding citizens. I, oh, I hear his yeah. voice every time I hear law-abiding citizens, mm-hmm. you know? So why are you going to come at me, a law-abiding citizen? <laughs> You know, the law abiding. I haven't seen that video in a while. I need to find that. That's a good one. Um, and uh, these, these obviously, these people were already violating law. They weren't law abiding. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that they're blaming on a, a road rage incident, which is what they're blaming the 11-year-old uh, getting shot on, was outside of a game. Uh, at this time, I haven't looked at it. Uh, it's I haven't looked at it since then, but at the time she gave this speech and signed this order, they hadn't found the people who did it. Uh, they didn't know exactly what happened. And and since they didn't know who did it, they didn't know the concealed carry, open carry status of the people, whether or not they had legal, illegal guns, whatever it was. They just cited it because an 11-year-old got killed. And then they cited one where a 13-year-old got killed. And likely, neither one of them had to do with the people having a concealed carry license or whatever. They also talked about last month, this five-year-old girl was fatally shot while asleep in a motor home. Four teens can't have, can't have a gun as a mm-hmm. teenager, um, at least a handgun until you're 21. They entered the mobile home community in two stolen vehicles mm. just before 6 a.m. And they opened fire on the trailer. The girl was struck in the head and later died. I hate that she died. That's it's ext- super sad. Which is why she, they're using it as yeah, it an is, excuse it's here. It's extremely sad. Uh, but you have uh, four teenagers who had already stolen two vehicles, so clearly they're already criminals, and then they aren't supposed to have handguns anyway that they could conceal carry because mm. they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. And then they shot up a mobile home, that this, I mean, which is terrible. Mm. It's sad. But what what exactly is going... What What's the end goal here if you're going to take away people's rights to conceal carry a weapon, how is that going to stop these situations from happening? The only the very sh- specific one she mentioned, how would they have been stopped by invoking the emergency powers and taking away people's rights to conceal carry? How are those situations? Are, she's trying to say that that wouldn't have happened. No, the answer is that it wouldn't have done anything. I think she actually admitted to that uh, in the press conference at one point in time. And what she's also admitting to, she's saying that they can't arrest everyone. Essentially, what she's doing is, if you have a gun, you're under arrest. You're not allowed to have it. Like, that's what that's mm. what it is. So, therefore, they just arrest everyone with guns. I know what she's doing. She's doing something, Nate. Yeah. And that's more than it's, what... That's what we got to do. That's that's more than what other people are doing. That's true. That's it. That, and that's the actual and it's answer. All, it's so narcissistic. Look at me. I'm doing something. <clears throat> Yeah. No one else is willing to do anything because they obviously don't care about these people like I do. Mm-hmm. Look at me. By the uh, way, the 14-year-old boy and the dad got arrested after that teen getting killed, the 13-year-old girl uh, getting killed, and had nothing to do with whether or not someone had a concealed carry or open carry. Like, nothing at all. And people always bring this up. Like, in Jacksonville, they brought up the fact that, that Florida had just signed the uh, open carry, I think, or... I still haven't looked up to see what it was. I say I have no idea what the law was every time we talk about this, but people were blaming it on DeSantis signing that as if the guy would have been worried from his walk from the car into the Dollar General about whether or not he was allowed to carry a gun between those two places. Mm. What kind of freaking idiots are we dealing with right now? It's madness. It's ridiculous. And the the Fed Haters Club is coming up with some good stuff too. Like imagine after 9-11, they banned planes. Because um, it's yeah. the plane's fault. I'd have been fine with that. I hate planes. Or drunk drivers. <clears throat> you know, why don't they take everyone's license away to drive? If no yeah. one drove, no one would die by drunk driving. And we then just, you could just arrest everyone who's driving and arrest, assume that they were committing a crime. Actually, well, just arrest everyone that just has a car. Yeah. 
And they're, they're all registered, so we know where they're at. They're probably going to commit a crime at some point in time. I get, here's an idea. Why don't they put us all in prison? We all have our own cell. <laughs> Everyone just is in prison, and that way no one gets hurt. So there's this quote from Ayn Rand that uh, I posted over the weekend. And she said, there's no way to rule innocent men. The only power any government has is the power to crack down on criminals. Well, when there aren't enough criminals, one makes them. One declares so many things to be a crime that it becomes impossible for men to live without breaking laws. And that's kind of what I see happening uh, right now. So great job. A couple weird things happened. So Ted Liu, I believe, (laughs) I don't know how to say that. Liu. Liu, Maybe from Hawaii. I'm not sure. Um, He is a crazy lefty about most things. He says, I support gun. Well, you read some, Charlie. He said, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the union. California. Sorry. Thanks, Costco. No state in the union can (laughs) suspend the federal constitution. There is no such thing as a public state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution, well, he must not be able to read the invisible letters either. No. He hasn't made it high up enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, sir, are not Nicolas Cage. Then, uh, this is probably the most surprising. Yeah. Old David Hogg with with the orange, remember, the orange square. It, yes. You're against it's, guns. Fights gun, and seeing in politics is not against guns. He even says, I support gun safety, <laughs> but there is no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. What has happened? I don't know. Who took over David Hogg's Twitter or X account? I bet Elon Musk posted that for him. <laughs> he probably did. Okay, it gets weirder. Actually, this is not weird, but it gets more frustrating. Uh, well, the governors, like we said earlier, in response to Ted, mm. said, Hey, Ted, <laughs> conceal, you, conceal and open carry our state laws that I have jurisdiction over. If you're really interested in helping curb gun violence, I welcome you to join our next police academy class. And so if you care about gun violence, you'd either be a cop or you would support her arresting everyone who has a gun. Or go to our re-education camp. <laughs> so, you're just not educated enough. Blue. This is um, <laughs> Mr. Blue. And this is a, a thing that we've talked about a bunch of times, which is, well, these are state laws that I have jurisdiction over. Now, also, we've mentioned there have been some Supreme, Supreme Court cases about this and um, might contradict what Governor Karen Grisham is saying right now. Although the tough one about that is one of the cases is D.C. Mm. It's Heller, Heller, D.C. versus the Heller. The Bruins after Heller. Okay, that's true. Yeah. So that that's the most... I believe that's the most recent one, or is there a more recent one? Whatever the most recent one is, I can't remember. Um, anyhow, the other thing is, okay, so does that mean that states can make any laws that they have this jurisdiction over, Charlie? I thought we were against states making tyrannical laws. As long as it fits the narrative, it's okay. okay. Yeah. What if they wanted to ban, like, uh, transgender surgeries for minors? Or, like, I don't is know. Is that something they have jurisdiction killing over? Killing babies. Maybe it's killing babies <laughs> that they have jurisdiction over. Yeah. But no, in this case, first off, when she was asked on the spot, she said, well, yeah, it's against the Constitution, but not during an emergency. Mm. And I have declared an emergency. And now she's saying, well, this is a state law. And so I have the authority to do this. And I don't think that's going to hold up. And I would love to see it not hold up. And maybe she needs to spend some time in jail. I don't know. Did you see that they had a rally where a bunch of people? There was a rally. Yeah. Um. That's a little bit of a white pill when it comes to this story, Mm -hmm. but I do have that pulled up right here. So let's look at this. So they all were like, I have nipples. Can you arrest me? (laughs) What's the nipple obsession today? (laughs) You started it. Okay. Did I? Yeah. So they had this rally and a bunch of people carried their guns. In New Mexico. I don't think a single one was was arrested. Against, and they did not get arrested. Uh, let's see if the FBI tracks them down and sends them the uh, fines that they're supposed well, to be getting. Well, state jurisdiction. That's state, true. Not federal. Let's see what they were saying. Crime is riddled, and all we want to do is protect our families, our friends, our communities. I've gone on two combat tours with the Marine Corps. 
The guy looks pretty jacked, too. Yeah. We will not comply! All right. There we go. Oh, that's good to see. And it's also good to see that the cops did not come in there and try to arrest them. And there's something to be said about a bunch of people that are protesting the government's order and all of them are carrying guns. And the cops did not want to come in there and arrest them or find them like they were supposed to. I'm not saying anything specific about it. You just find it interesting. I just think it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And that what if they didn't have guns and the order was that they weren't allowed to protest the fact that they couldn't have guns? That guy has several guns. Yeah, lots of guns. He's got two here. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, those should be illegal. All right. Um, what else? The other inter- seems like a so, former Navy SEAL, at least. Before we go, Michael Knowles, you've heard of him yeah. from the Daily mm-hmm. Wire. Yes. Um, he says, unpopular opinion. Civil leaders do, in fact, have emergency authority to suspend temporarily many legal rights. <laughs> God. Did they fire him after that? Oh, I'm sure he got a promotion or something i don't know i have to check out and see if this is why <clears throat> this is exactly why you can't follow people or mm. ideologies or anything you have to have a principled base and when someone says something stupid <clears throat> like this who michael knowles usually says a lot of good things he is a tyrant though he yeah. is a right-wing authoritarian yes. and he i mean i thought that that was just speculation but after i listened to him on tim pool and like he literally believes that the right should come in and rule with right-wing culturalism with an iron fist using the state and that that's what they should do. Yeah. He's like the closest thing to a fascist that I've seen uh, actually on the right and being as popular as he is. I'm not calling him a fascist. I'm just saying he does believe that the government has the power to do all of these things. To it implement just needs his moral. Whatever his morals compass. are. Exactly. Yeah. And he's completely fine with it. He was against the COVID lockdown, so therefore it was bad. He's against this one. But he does want you to know that when it's something that he thinks is important, that they should be able to do this. Mm. And that is why we can't have... he is right. Yes. That's (laughs) why we can't have nice things. That's the problem. And this is why you can't trust a lot of people on the right in general, because this is a really great embodiment the, the head faders club is saying that he's he's usually trolling people. Oh, like, he was that depend- might be a joke. He, I will tell you this: um, this is exactly in line with the things I've heard him say on other interviews before, and he's been defending this constantly uh, since saying it. Uh, I don't think that this is a troll at at all. I could be wrong on that, but I do not believe this is a troll. We'll see. Um, Bailey says he's been consistent on this stance. Um, it is true. So, like Costco just said, if you I don't ever, listen to him all the time, if you ever listen just, to him, this is his line of thinking, and I, I, I agree. This is his line of thinking. Now, maybe, maybe we just took the bait there. I'm not sure. Did I have anything else? Oh, we don't have time for this. Um. We already talked about this, the gun owners. You know, I like that we had a white pill. I did have it as the last thing in this stack, but we talked about the other maddening thing anyway. Charlie asked me last night, do you think we would have the guts to go do that if something like that happened in Nashville? And I think we would. I honestly do. I honestly think that we would. We'd yeah. have to go fishing first, but... Well, yeah. After that. Yeah. We can need that a good day of fishing anyway. Yeah. Not that there's a giant empty safe right there <laughs> behind you. Yes. Although I do see you put the gun up or... That's for just looks. Took it back to your room or whatever. That's fine. Um, yeah, so what were we just talking about? Oh, would we do this? I think we would, especially if a lot of our friends got involved. Um, would we do it by ourselves? Like just me and Charlie? <laughs> like imagine if there was no one out there except for one guy carrying like three guns and yeah. he's just walking around. The, he probably would have died by, by cop, more than likely. But when you get a bunch of your friends put together... Uh, then you start to have more power than the government in that scenario. And maybe that's why they don't like it when people have guns. 
that could be the problem. Also, the other white pill is this, <clears throat> this might turn into a good thing. Yeah. Considering, well, yeah. So you take one idiot leftist that invokes, that actually goes this far. You think this could be precedent? To stir enough people mm. to be like, all right, now you, you're really crossing the line here. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to, yeah. You know, we kind of, we kind of didn't show up when we should have on these other things, you know, but now you're like, you're taking it way too far and we're going to show you that you're not powerful enough. And that honestly, the white pill is Americans have so many guns. <laughs> yeah. And for them to actually take over authoritatively, I think is almost impossible. I'm not saying it is, but this is a great example that on a local level, on a very local level that they got enough people out here. And even, you know, the cops were like, yeah, we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to do anything. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I thought you were going to say it was going to be a legal precedent. Like the Supreme the, court was going to get in involved or that could they, also I happen. Mean, state that had to do something first, I'm sure. But what if, what if she uses this public health emergency to take away what the courts have decided is this constitutional right to carry? Uh, and, that ends up striking down not only her ruling, but all the other times that they try to use public health emergencies to take away people's rights. And then that could be a good thing. Could that be could a be a really thing. good thing. So yeah. maybe this is a giant white pill. They went, they go a step too far and uh, we get them, we get ourselves a little bit more liberty because of it. Mm. Okay. Well, let's go. We'll see. Let's see what happens. Stay tuned to this New Mexico. This, so, Tactical Warlock said, I thought this was litigated in the New York Supreme Court case. It was. That's the problem. And that did have to do with uh, carrying. And essentially, they had to come up with uh, things like uh, school zones or public places or whatever that you wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, but that case essentially said that you can at least conceal carry, uh, that they can't stop you from doing that. And so that's why everyone's saying, well, this is blatantly unconstitutional this is just a fresh case from like last year that just happened and now they're trying to use a, a public health emergency to get around it and so now i would like to see them say you can't be using these emergencies to take away people's rights this is a beautiful display of civil <clears throat> disobedience yeah which is awesome all right if you enjoyed today's episode please share it with a friend a family member and every gun owner you know <laughs> share it all share it all around join the fed haters club at joingmail.com or go to godhatesfeds.com there's a link there to join the fed haters club also pick yourself up a fresh t-shirt coffee mug puzzle if you're feeling puzzled <laughs> grab a puzzle put that thing together <laughs> and then all your thoughts will align in a perfect liberty fashion <laughs> allegedly yes now, i can't make that claim but do all those things, and if you do, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.